How do they do it? Meet the maker. Love startups? Whether you're a fan or a disruptor yourself, you'll thrive with the trifecta of game-changing people, products, and philosophies in your earbuds. This is Meet the Maker. Cutting-edge interviews with disruptive startup founders. And here's your host, Allison Schaefer. So welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Meet the Maker podcast, interviews with today's most disruptive entrepreneurs. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Evelyn White. Evelyn is the founder of Book a Local, where you can meet new people, eat great food, all at events hosted by locals. And she actually just shared a fun fact with me that they were founded in Belgium. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, Evelyn is actually a harpist uh, by trade uh, turned investment banker. So we'll hear a little bit more about that story. Um, but she lives and works all over the world. So Evelyn, I've given a quick cookie cutter intro for you um, as best as I could. But could you tell us more about yourself personally? Sure. Thanks, Allison. I, uh, as you said, I, I am a harpist. I was born to a, a, in a musical family where playing an instrument was not an option. And I spent the first 20 years uh, playing the harp, um, one of the biggest instruments I could possibly find. And uh, went to, to um, arts academy and to conservatory for school and really loved playing music. But um, at some point figured out I, I wanted something a little bit more, a little bit more um, interactive with other people. And uh, long story short, I found a job on Wall Street that was incredibly interactive, incredibly challenging. And I ended up at Bear Stearns doing investment banking for a few years. Later, I went to private equity and spent five years in PE investing in small and medium-sized companies all across the U.S. and across Europe. Um, In between, I got my MBA from Harvard Business School. And about a year and a half ago, realized that really where my true passion lies was in in um, working more inside of a business rather than just investing uh, in a company. So I looked for all the, the things that I'm most passionate about, food and travel and connections are you know, high on the list. So I um, decided to found a company that's, that's all about connecting people through local food experiences. Uh, you could sort of think of it as an Airbnb for food. That's awesome. Um, so you kind of were just taking an inventory of what really is, is, is was exciting for you at the time. Um, but would, what would you say is sort of the most exciting for you like right now, now that you've launched the business? Oh, now that I've launched, uh, since it's been a year and a half. And what's, what's exciting is watching, watching, uh, your startup grow. It's like, uh, entrepreneurs often relate to their startups as their, their babies. And, and it's this, it's uh, not that um, I think it's not that inaccurate to compare them to children because you are watching them evolve and they're first they're figuring out how to turn over and then to crawl and to walk and and we're at those stages where now we joke that we're a baby that's just learning to crawl um, we're trying to take steps to get up and we're um, you know we're we're evolving we're growing we're now uh, I think nine people. Um, so a year ago we were working out of Starbucks coffee shops and it was me and my co-founder and today we're in a large office and we've got people all over, uh, in three different cities and, uh, we're starting to, to, to become a much more, you know, still small, but mature organization. Um, 
And another thing that's really exciting is watching my own role change as I think in the very beginning, the founders do everything. And my co-founder and I just literally, I mean, you're, head, you're the head of marketing, you're the head of finance, you're the head of business development, and you're, you're, you're just doing every single thing possible. And little by little, I've been able to, to turn things over to people who are much better at certain roles than I am. And I get to focus on new things all the time. That's great. What are, what's one of the uh, new things that you're kind of involved in right now? So uh, I've just turned over marketing to somebody. So now if somebody going to head up marketing for us. And so it means I get to spend less time, less time on digital marketing and more on developing people. So I think one of the key, one of the key pillars of what you have to do as a, as CEO is it's, it's all about people and not only um, to think about what kinds of people are missing from your organization, uh, what talent's missing, uh, where to find that talent. Then you have to develop that talent once you have it. So I'll spend much more of my days with the people that work with Book Local and um, training, advising, shaping, uh, bonding, everything with them and kind of empowering them to do their jobs better. Yes, definitely. That's awesome. And um, I know you're actually headed off to Brussels now. Uh, will you be meeting some of your team there? And Yeah, we'll be meeting team, uh, team and also our hosts. We have um, uh, about 100 hosts in Brussels now. And so I try to go back every few months and reconnect with people and, and go to all the events. And it's just so cool to see that evolve even from, a, from across the ocean. Yes, definitely. So how did you um, choose your locations? Obviously, Brussels, um, Washington, D.C., New York, pretty diverse, um, but definitely um, major cities. Yeah, I lived in Brussels for almost six years. I am uh, a dual citizen. My mom's French. Um, my dad's American. So I always, I grew up going back and forth to Europe. And then this opportunity came to go work over in Brussels, which is French speaking. And I, um, what turned into a one year assignment state, I think turned into five, six years. So I, I just really like it over there. And uh, while I was living in Brussels, noticed that there was a, this great opportunity, um, to start something like Boca Local because there are so many people passionate about food. And there's also a large uh, expat population. So people who are moving to Brussels for like a year or two years or traveling through, they're on a, on a short-term assignment. And those people are looking for ways to socialize that are not necessarily going to a bar or um, always hanging out with coworkers. And it, it was the great city to test out the concept. It's not too big, but it's still big enough that there was a lot, there were a lot of customers. And we could fine-tune the model uh, and then once I saw it worked really well in Brussels, D.C. was the perfect next step. And D.C., you know, for obvious reasons, also a capital city. It also has a very uh, international population, a very transient population. Um, you know, one of the, it's one of the biggest up-and-coming food scenes in the United States. And so chose to launch there next. Uh, and, and New York was just a natural evolution. A lot of our team is here. My co-founder is in New York. That's where I'm talking to you from today. And uh, so, so those three cities are where we're focused at the moment. Um, and we've got many more cities on the horizon. Definitely. Um, do you see almost um, another level to the, some of the social aspects of what you all are, are doing? Um, sort of an inter making uh, international communities maybe a little smaller or is it not really go, go that far? It's 
think it's making international communities more accessible. And it's, um, you know, we have a, a lady from Russia who just, just in DC who said she wanted to post a meal. Um, I don't have many friends from Russia for, you know, for no reason, but I, I don't. And so now I'm able to, through our website, book a dinner with her and meet her friends, meet her family, um, get to know more about her culture. So it does it just makes it, it opens up a world of more, more intimate and authentic experiences in your own backyard. And you can use it when you travel. I mean, that's actually how about 25% of our users um, book these meals when they're on the road. So they're trying to, you go to St. Petersburg, you eat with this family there. You go to Paris, you can eat with someone in their apartment. Um, you just moved to DC. Well, you can go to, you know, pick from an array of experiences that help you get to know your own city better. Wow. Yeah. I definitely, when I was checking out your site, I, I saw some pretty impressive stuff and it, it really caught my eye, the international aspect of it. When I first had heard of it, I, I was thinking more so American cuisine, but it's really pretty diverse. What's uh, yeah. maybe your best meal you've, you've enjoyed with uh, some of your, your cooks? Um, we have a, gosh, there's a, uh, a host in Brussels. That's actually a couple, um, two women that host the most fabulous dinner parties. And you can tell they're, they're, they're host moms. You know, they, they've hosted international students for the last several decades and they love to cook. They love new people in the house. They entertaining is really what makes them alive makes them feel alive. And, and, uh, I've had, I've booked many dinners with them. Uh, I'll book my birthday parties with them. I'll book friends' birthday parties with them. Uh, and we have a few hosts like that that just really stand out because they love what they do so much. Um, in Washington, DC, I had the chance to meet, uh, a, a trio of chefs that have started, um, a group called Capital Taste and they're hosting field to plate. It's kind of like farm to table concept. Um, out in the middle of a field, on a farm, you get to sit with 30 people and enjoy fresh produce with three really passionate chefs. So I'd say that's the, kind of my favorite experience in, in the D.C. area. Wow, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know you had talked to me really briefly um, before we started the interview about um, your passion around startups in general. Um, maybe this is uh, empowering people to sort of do more within the food community. Yeah, it does. It, it, it empowers hosts to host more. Um, it empowers people who are, you know, who are aspiring chefs, aspiring <laughs> food entrepreneurs. A lot of our hosts use our platform as a way to experiment with recipes and also get their name out there, build their online reputation, get lots of great reviews. Um, and then several of them have already gone on to uh, open restaurants, uh, start catering businesses. One of them just started a food truck. Uh, and, and they did this. I'm sure they had the idea before, but having so many positive reviews on Book Local um, was motivation for them to go ahead and, and really do it. Definitely. Maybe we can dive right into the philosophy section of it and talk more about some of the uh, philosophies that you maybe built the business on or your vision for where this could go? Well, my vision is for Book a Local to be the way that you connect with new people, no matter where you are in the world. Uh, whether you're moving someplace, you're, you've got a layover for, you know, an hour, not an hour, a day, a week, um, you're on a business trip, you're 
no matter where you are, that rather than just go to the hotel lobby and order a burger, <laughs> you can you can you can open up your phone. Um, you know, do use the, use your GPS to figure out kind of where you are, and with, within an app, just find meals that are happening all around you, and be able to join dinner tables all around the world. Um, and and for those dinners to be with people that we have vetted and others have met. And so for you to have trust in this community that you're not walking into an unsafe situation, but that all these people are members of the global dining community. Wow. Yes. So that's a call to action for anyone who's <laughs> uh, having bad lobby cheeseburgers. Yes. <laughs> and, and I also, I was very, very inspired by, um, I'm not, I'm not against Facebook or against uh, social networks, obviously, but I think that a lot, there's too much social networking going on online. Um, people connecting with each other who maybe never met before. That's personally not, that's not for me. Um, what I, what I love about Book a Local is that you, you don't know who you're going to eat with. Uh, and once you finish the dinner, you've made whether it's one, two, three, or 10 new friends and people that you actually want to stay in touch with and that you've shared and the most intimate dining experience with. Uh, and, and then you can use our platform to stay connected with them later. So you're able to build a social network entirely based on real live experiences. Absolutely. That's very true. I think there are so many really interesting startups, including your own, that are kind of tapping into this because people are recognizing that they want more than just um, an online um, experience with other people. Mm -hmm. Do you, you maybe have um, some other startups that you or established businesses that you're kind of looking to um, as whether it be, um, you know, peers or inspiration or anything like that, or maybe that you like to use yourself? I do. I have a couple. I have several friends who are um, mentors to me who have started, you know, they, they started their business a year or two years ahead of Book a Local. And I, I couldn't do what I'm doing without them. They just, they help give a lot of um, perspective on the, the real ins and outs of how things work. I think there's a, there's a false impression or this illusion that um, you come up with an idea and then you just get it done and you've got a billion customers overnight and fundraising is easy. And, um, there are a lot of things I heard going into it that are not true at all. And so having, having a few friends also just on hiring practices, hiring techniques, how do you find the right people? What are some pitfalls to avoid? How to, um, uh, how to deal with certain tough situations in the moment. Um, so I do have great mentors that I look to and just, well, I have a few guiding principles, um, that keep me, keep me going and keep me in uh, just thinking very yeah. positively. Um, and the number one is that we should all on the team, like we're all going to make mistakes. Mistakes happen every day. But the most important thing is that everybody on our team has a very positive can do attitude. And that every time something happens, we always, we dissect it. We understand it and we, and we understand how to make sure it never happens again. Right. And I think that's what, that's what makes a, a, a business successful is if you never waste an opportunity to learn how to deal with your customers better, how to service them better. Um, I also 
I mean, you know, the, the, uh, the book from Tony Shan, you know, the CEO of Zappos on, on how to treat customers to customer service. I'll la- I laugh when people say, why don't you outsource customer service? Cause I spend a lot of my time doing customer service. And I, I say, well, why would I outsource customer service when we are a service organization? And it, it is the most important thing that we do. So there are just certain fundamentals that I think, um, I hope will lead Book a Local to excel and to outperform in this field. Oh, definitely. I, I think that, you know, any business that's going to stay for the long haul needs to make sure their customer service experience is really personal, um, simple. Um, I think that's that's a key thing. And I agree. That's going to definitely set you guys apart. And, um, that book, um, I think, is it delivering happiness? Yes. Delivering happiness. Yes, totally. I'm going to um, make sure I link that up in the show notes. Um, cause that is a great read. I read it myself. His story is really strong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think another, another, uh, let's see, in, inspiration. I had all the, actually the interns read Delivering Happiness and one of them is going to present to us, to the team <laughs> next week. So we have, we each, depending on what our area of focus is, we each are, um, we try to read, uh, books that are, that are really helpful for us individually, but then try to share that knowledge with each other, um, by presenting it to the rest of the team. And another one is The Lean Startup, which I read, uh, I don't know, like three times before, <laughs> before starting book a local. And we really tried, I try to keep that very fresh in my, in my, my, my mind. It's a book by Eric Reese and it's just about how to, um, how to experiment with new ideas. You know, we, you may think, okay, we're a startup. We've already started this startup, but we're constantly experimenting with new, new products, new ideas, new ways of um, doing business. And so we're always treating every little initiative as a startup. So how do we, uh, come up with an experiment and experiment really quickly and how can we iterate and, and fail fast, so to speak, and um, test manually without wasting our programmers, you know, days and weeks of coding. How can we figure out if something's really worth putting time into? So keeping that startup mentality very fresh as we grow is also key. Definitely. Um, do you have maybe a uh, success quote that you could share, um, maybe from one of your mentors or just that you've picked up along the way? Um, life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Ah, very nice. I think um, if you're, I mean, that was one of the, one of the uh, things that inspired me to leave what I was doing before. Um, I was comfortable. And one of the things I love about what I'm doing now is I'm never comfortable. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always learning. And my, my team tells me that every day. Like I've had feedback from some of our you know, newer hires that say, wow, this is, this is tough work, but it's, um, it's amazing how much I've learned every single day. And so we're all just pushing ourselves constantly. And what a perfect quote for book a local as well, just because I mean, folks are, meeting essentially strangers, but you've built almost, um, a safe zone for people to start testing the waters of, uh, you know, meeting new people in the community or a new community. Mm -hmm. So definitely, um, a great quote. Um, so what do you see, um, as on the horizon, maybe the very next step for book a local? Um, the next step is for us to become more global, 
to make it possible for our users in Brussels and DC and New York to really take advantage of the service um, when they travel abroad. Um, we're now in 32 countries, but we'd love to be in 132 countries. Um, and we also um, are building out features that make it easier for people to connect with each other um, and to really to, to engage with the community that they form um, at these events. And lastly, we're also incorporating um, small restaurants. So restaurants that feel like home that, you know, the kind of restaurant you walk in and uh, it's like you're in your, your own dining room and the, the owner comes in and greets you and, and gives you their specials of the day. Mm -hmm. And that, I think it's very possible to create this intimate uh, dining experience, not just in people's homes, but in places that feel like home. So that is the next area for exploration. Definitely. That reminds me of another really awesome book um, called Setting the Table uh, by, I believe it's Danny Mayer. Have you heard mm -hmm. of that one? It, he talks about the same thing about those um, special restaurants that kind of make you feel like home. Um, I mm -hmm. think it's a um, really great book for, for people um, looking to do a business in, in the food industry um, or just customer service in general. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Uh, that's my list. <laughs> Definitely. Um, he, he talks a lot about, um, some restaurants that just kept him coming back when he was traveling abroad and some pretty good stuff in there. Mm, we should yeah, definitely. <laughs> <that up. laughs> um, so what are you guys uh, maybe looking to get your customers? Um, how can they get engaged with you guys expanding or is there anything that, um, you're looking to get more, uh, information on? Yeah. Um, when people, we just want our want people to let us know. Um, first of all, all the feedback from the meals that people attend. We just want we want all the feedback people can and are willing to give on what made something special, what might have, what could have been better. Um, but we also want people to check in with us when they're going to new places. Um, we have there's an easy way on the site to let us know if there's a city that you're going to where we don't have anyone. We'll go find someone. Actually, we we can tap into our growing network of hosts. And let's say we've got lots of hosts in Italy, but we don't have one in a specific city where you're going. But we'll go to all the hosts in Italy and say, hey, do you have family or friends or people that are passionate about cooking in that particular place? And we always find, we always find someone. So uh, not to be shy, if you don't see someone where, if you don't see someone on our site, we can get them mm -hmm. for you. That's great. Well, do you have maybe just one more like word of advice um, before we close up? Uh, my, my advice to entrepreneurs, aspiring entrepreneurs is, uh, or people who are working on, on ventures is to just to, to get out of the building and start experimenting quickly, deal, you know, interact with customers quickly. You see a lot of people spend a year working on an idea or working on a product and trying to perfect their site and, you know, there are some industries where that where perfection is really uh, necessary to the product being well received, but most of the time that's not the case. And so I always push the entrepreneurs that I'm mentoring, just just get out there and try to get someone to buy your product yeah. or to engage with your site, to use your site, and to get feedback quickly, and not to be afraid because it is it's scary. You're putting something out there, and as an entrepreneur, you're you, you're taking all of the, uh, all the, all the criticism, you know, if things go well, I guess it reflects well on you, but more times 
people are saying that doesn't work. This doesn't look good. That stinks or whatever. And you just get used to it, but just take all that feedback and, and keep your chin up and just keep, keep iterating. And that's, what's going to make you succeed. Yes. And I mean, have you felt as if it's gotten um, easier and you've kind of gotten more into your, the persona that you're hoping to get to with the business? Absolutely. I, I've, I've, uh, I've grown a lot throughout the last, um, gosh, I started working book local two years ago and there's just, there's no, there's no, there's no, it it is a complete roller coaster. And, um, yeah, having that, having gone through some really low periods and some really high periods, it's just like, it's like life in general. You, as, as you get older, you, you realize that in order to have those great days, you've got to have a few bad days here and there. And it's the same. So now I have a lot of perspective, a lot more perspective and the, the times when it just seems like everything went wrong in one, in, in the span of, you know, two hours, um, and, and three days later, it can just, we can feel like we're all riding on top of the world. So yes, I've, I've gotten that perspective and it makes, makes life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how I, um, found podcasting was when I was trying to start one of my first businesses, um, on this, those down moments, I, um, I needed to hear that it was going to be okay. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. Sometimes it really just takes that just hearing that, you know, every, um, founder, almost every founder is going through that. So yeah, every, every single one. Uh, and, and some people take it harder. I mean, some people are harder on themselves than others. And, um, I, I just try to like remind myself all the time to don't beat yourself up. I mean, you're, 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 as long as you're working as hard as you can, uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're human. I mean, you, you are, investors invest in you to, um, to work as hard as you can on, 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 on achieving the goals that you set. And there are a lot of things that are out of your control and there are a lot of good surprises and bad surprises. And you just keep think what, um, actually one person I met as is an, was very inspiring. She was a much older entrepreneur, maybe in her sixties, but she'd been and she'd been starting, she'd been working on her own ventures uh, her whole life. And she said, the only thing, the difference between the, um, the entrepreneurs that fail and the entrepreneurs that succeed is that the entrepreneurs that succeed never gave up, which <laughs> sometimes I mean, you, you do need to, there's a balance because you, you also do need to know when to listen and when to, not to give up or to pivot or to, to start spending your time on something else. But it's true. There's, it's easy to get discouraged and those who give up and close shop and walk away, they'll, they'll they won't know if they could have succeeded. And a lot of the businesses that have, have now that are worth billions, they took years and years to get there. Um, and went through a period of a few years where they thought everything was just doomed to fail. I mean, Airbnb took, I think it was for two years. Uh, things were very difficult and they, they have that funny um, story about how they made cereal. <laughs> I don't know if you know that story, but it's hilarious. No. <laughs> and they, 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 they made cereal boxes, um, Obama O's and they had Captain Crunch for, um, for, for McCain. And they, they, they went on TV and they sold a bunch of cereal boxes and made some money to keep their business going, got some publicity. And, but that was years into trying to make Airbnb take off. And everybody's now is you know, doing quite well. Uh, Very nice. That's a that's a great story. 
Um, so when you feel like things are going down, just make make up a new serial and go on TV. <laughs> yeah, get on get on uh, get on ABC News and <laughs> start publicizing your serial. No, but just don't yeah don't give up don't give up too easily. Take yes. honest take an honest look at yourself and what you're doing, um, and and why you're doing it. And if you believe in it, if you believe in your vision, I mean, you're often the only person who believes in your vision. So you better believe in it <laughs> yeah. and, and keep going. Well, thank you so much for your time. I have really enjoyed listening to your journey um, and hopefully other people will um, as well and will get a lot out of it. Um, but thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thanks. It was, it was a pleasure talking to you and um, folks are welcome to reach out to me. I'm easy to get in touch with. Find me on LinkedIn, or you can just uh, contact us through the website. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm pretty good at responding to emails. <laughs> Definitely, and I have got to. I actually live in DC, so there's no excuse for why I um I wouldn't try this out. So, absolutely. Well, I'll um I'll find you some good ones to go to, and we'll have to get you to one very soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> Um, so as always, you can find the links to everything of value we've mentioned in today's episode at meetthemaker.co, um, on the homepage and you'll find the contact info for, um, Evelyn there as well. Um, and we will catch you later. Thank you. Thanks.